and welcome to Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. David Lundquist. And we're here to talk to you about us, about how we got into the movement movement, how we got into mobility, where we began, and why you should be on this journey with us. You know, I got started as a chiropractor in 1982. And I became a chiropractor not because uh, I did hurt my back and the medical profession had no clue what to do. And so I ended up, I told my parents, I said, you've got to do, we've got to do something because I was 16 years old and I'd hurt my back and uh, I could barely walk. They said, well, I think let's try taking you to a chiropractor. So they took me to this chiropractor and in three days, my motion was back. My life was back. And I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. But that didn't make me want to go, I want to be a chiropractor. I was in a follow-up visit and I used to have asthmatic bronchitis as a kid. And it was the same treatment all the time. It was three weeks of medication, oxygen tents, vaporizers, the usual nasty medication. It was the same thing at least three or four times a year. Well, I happened to be sitting in my chiropractor's office and I started that cough. And if anyone's ever had an asthmatic cough, you know what it's like. And the chiropractor came out into the reception room and goes, is that you making all that noise out here? And I said, yeah, I'm starting to get asthmatic bronchitis again. I get it three or four times a year and it'll be two weeks, three weeks of treatment. And he goes, oh no, I'm gonna stop it right now. He took me back into his treatment room and the first thing he did was put me on a diathermal machine to loosen up my lungs and then he adjusted my back. It stopped that day, it stopped that moment. I have not had it since. That's when I decided I wanted to be a chiropractor. I have a very different experience. I grew up in New York in a medically dominated family where anything having to do with hands-on treatment was considered pseudoscience. And so I was never given the opportunity to explore that even though I was an athlete and had a multitude of physical injuries. It wasn't until I was in college and I met someone at the beach who said, you know, I, I noticed you're holding your right hand awkwardly. And I said, yes, I was injured in a gymnastics accident. I haven't had use of my right hand properly for almost 10 years. I now write left-handed, but I'm still stronger and more right dominant. So it's been an interesting and difficult transition for me. And he said, well, you ought to let me adjust you. I'm an intern in chiropractic school. Well, that did not motivate me. And it took the better part of a year of him saying, I really think I could address this and me saying, I'm afraid. This is not a direction I want to take. And trust was developed. And I thought, well, I'll at least have him take an x-ray because the anti-inflammatory treatments, the now defunct butazolidin treatments, the uh, injections into my wrist, none of these restored treatment and all of them had pretty significant consequences. So I went into New York back in the late 70s 
and got an x-ray of my neck, at which point it was not impressive that at 19 it looked like I was 102. And I said, well, all right, I'm going to go for it. I did not have the miracle one day full use of my hand, but I had a difference. I had a change in my hand. I had tingling where I had had numbness. Something woke up. So I went back to college in my senior year and I chose to see a chiropractor in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I continued to improve. By the end of the year, I had 100% full use of my hand with no residuals. That still didn't make me want to be a chiropractor. It wasn't until I started law school and had time on the subway going from Long Island to New York that I started thinking about what difference did I want to make in the world? And it clicked that I wanted to do for someone what was done for me. I graduated chiropractic school in National College in 1982. I started my practice. I actually purchased a practice from a guy who was retiring. He was 83 at the time. Probably didn't have, but maybe 50 patients coming in in a week, but I figured it was a better place to start than at ground zero. Um, it was a very old-fashioned practice uh, in Florida with a small air conditioner in the window. It wasn't even a full air-conditioned office. Uh, it was an interesting start. I realized very quickly that I didn't have all the tools that I needed after graduating to really practice. I didn't have a good philosophy. Uh, I knew enough to pass the state boards. I needed, I needed some help. So the quest for knowledge became a thirst. And I started going to seminars because I needed to know more about chiropractic. The philosophy of chiropractic, the philosophy of movement, how to get patients to come into my office. What did it take to communicate to people well enough to get them to show up? I think that was probably the biggest thing I was lacking. At one point I was a pretty good wallflower and it was difficult for me to get out in front of people. So I needed some skills, I needed some knowledge, I needed some techniques, I need faith, confidence and belief and I had to go somewhere to find it. And once again, our stories started in an entirely different place. I graduated chiropractic school in 1980 and wanted to stay in the tri-state area for family reasons. And I was offered a lot of opportunities to work for people. And they told me how wonderful I was and that I seemed to have skills and would be an asset to their office. And I thought, well, if that's the case, then I'll just start on my own. And so I, day one, started my own practice and day one sat all by myself in my own practice wondering what I had chosen to do because I had no skills at building a practice and I had no skills at communicating and I also had the desire to be as good as possible. I began to visit the offices of everyone I knew who was getting results and I dedicated one day a week to being in someone else's practice who would let me in. 
but it wasn't enough. And I knew I needed to get to seminars and around more people and really, as Dave said, I had a thirst that couldn't be quenched for knowledge that has 40 years later not died down at all. Learning is everything. Which brings us basically to how we ended up meeting. Uh, we ended up meeting at a chiropractic seminar where we were both trying to gain knowledge. Uh, I happened to be in a position where I was speaking and was on stage uh, for a little bit. It was a very interesting time in my life. It was fun. It was a good chance to learn. I met people that had amazing practices, that had incredible communication skills, and were incredible adjusters. And, and we met because, as chiropractors do, we tend to take care of each other at seminars, and I received the best adjustment of my life from someone who paid attention not to my words, but to how I presented. That happened to be Dave. What also was interesting is that as I explored all of the opportunities for learning, I found a group of people who also would push me, who would help me say, well, how can you do that better? How can you do that better? I want to know how to move an arm. I want to make sure that I'm not just looking at the bones of the spine, but what do they connect to? So there were extremity courses, and there were mobility courses, and gait courses. And each time I learned more, I got more curious and found ways to branch out. And as we do, when I learn something, I would immediately want to teach it to hone in those skills. And so I began a teaching career. This is where our story got more interesting because we decided to work together. And our first foray into the world of working together actually wasn't really teaching chiropractic, but teaching communication skills. Teaching communication skills on a corporate level, which turned out absolutely incredible, and we had some amazing experiences, met some wonderful people, also showed us what path we really wanted to be on. In teaching communication skills, both of our backgrounds came from neurolinguistics. I became curious about that back in the late 70s when Bandler and Grindler started actually publishing their work. And that also has been a lifetime skill improvement set because you can always get better, always, 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 and learn information from a multitude of people. So rather than following the path of any guru, it was what gem can I take from this world? What gem can I take from this world? And one thing we learned is that health is good communication from outside in, that there is no difference between words and actions. There is no difference between mind and body. We are connected, and that connection helped us be better mobility practitioners. 
we we ended up developing a tagline that we used for a while called it's all the same stuff because everywhere we went we were learning a different perspective of the same information and it increased our faith confidence and belief in the things that we were doing and it basically transformed our lives our practices and our relationship absolutely when we began to teach the communication courses together and do weekend courses together and notice that what was going on in people's struggles to communicate was also manifesting in their bodies, was also manifesting in tension, was also manifesting in their ability to relate. Whether when they were shut down physically, they couldn't communicate interpersonally. When they were shut down interpersonally, they couldn't move physically. The tensegrity network of life is really what I would call that. And this is only the beginning of our story. And that's the classic line of there is no mind-body split. Whatever you believe, there is no mind-body split. Whatever goes on in your mind shows through your body. Whatever's going on in your body affects your mind. And that's basic chiropractic structure function. And at Equiline, we developed a term called strafunctional because our clients will ask us whether it's for humans, dogs, or horses, is it structure or function? Is it muscular or skeletal? And we go, it's strafunctional. Your body does not exist in a vacuum of here's a bone, here's a muscle. Everything is connected. And what our podcast will focus on is interconnections and how we can help mobility in many different ways. Whether it's us informing you about fascia, about using tools, about using kinesiology tape, about movement for a horse, a dog, or a human, our focus is going to be to take what we've learned and bring it into your life. This is Wendy Corin. This is Dave Lundquist. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Stay tuned for more to come.